warning. This podcast may contain adult themes and inappropriate language not suitable for the kids. You've been warned. Well, did you know that the Amazon rainforest produces around one-fifth of the world's oxygen? We're about to waste about half of that. It's true. EFTM. Tech. Cars. Lifestyle. This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, Jeff Quattromani and John Abood. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be back again. But where's Jeff? Where is Jeff, Trev, and John? What the I hadn't noticed. Is he not here? He's not here. Bludging. He's on some overseas junket, apparently. John's in his seat. I think that seat suits you. Well, I feel comfortable on this side of the room. Tell Jeff not to worry. <laughs> really? <laughs> back here. I got this in my seat. I'm not sure. I think, you know what, we, we let John retain that seat. Okay. And we'll give Jeff... No, that puts him closer to me. Moves him to the corner, though. We, we could just set up like a remote... Something for him when he, even when he's here, not when he's in Singapore. Where is he right now? Well, he did suggest doing something remote, and I noticed that, that was largely ignored. In fact, we changed threads to discuss the future of the podcast this week. <laughs> G'day, Jeff. You'll hear this Next, in about an hour. He's working. <laughs> he's he's at work on work assignment. So he can't be here, and we appreciate his involvement in the show every other week. So we look forward to having him back next yeah, week. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, actually, not next week. Soon. Okay. Bye. Jeez. You're listening to the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Quattromani. I got a lot of um. Geez, geez, that's a radical fact. Yeah, it's very sensitive, isn't I it? I got a lot of uh, lot of listens. You know, for the for the stats yep. on the EFTM podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, because I flew Virgin Australia <laughs> to and from America, and you know what I do? I sat down because I got an iPad, I got Netflix, I got Stan, I got everything hooked up, mm. and um. I I load up the EFTM podcast and I hit play. Mm. And what it does is it cycles through. There's like 20 episodes yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, sure. And just hit play and just let it go. And How then just watch flights? Stan. 13. Have you not? Oh, you haven't been to the US. No, I haven't been to the US. 13 and a half hours, mate. Oh, okay, it's a long flight. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's not that long, really, considering going to Europe. Listen, I just want to say. Kids, yeah. <laughs> there's a rider on that, I understand. Mate, so I'm just back from holidays and I had a great time. I'm not going to lie. Unbelievable. It's really good to actually have a holiday. I can't remember the last time we actually had one. But mm. here's the thing. I travel a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love flying. I have no problems with it. I have a, st- I have a strategy about how I fly, you know, the, the, the sleep... Bar- I'm sleep gone, bar- then. It's, well, so the, for the US, here's my advice to you, because you're coming to CES with us. Yep. My advice to you is the plane leaves at about 10 in the morning, mm-hmm. and it arrives at something like 6 in the morning in the United States. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is wake up in the United States. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is mm-hmm. get 6 hours sleep if you can, the, at the end of the of the flight, not but at the start. Stay awake for the start. It's as best you can. Oh, right. So yeah. it's, it's 13 hours. What I try and do is watch a couple of movies, a couple mm. of shows, try and knock off three to four hours. And at that point, whenever you feel tired, just, just go with it. Just let it go. Mm. Problem was, I nailed that. And then I'd get this, Dad, Dad, <laughs> because I had Victoria and Harry with me and Amanda had Jackson on the other side of the aisle. yeah. And it was just non-stop. I had like two hours sleep. Yeah, that'd drive me cuckoo. It was not good. And nah. they didn't sleep either. No, they so did they're, not. They're in a whole mood as well. Oh, boy. But they, wow. they had a lot of devices with them, as you mentioned. So was that a distraction? Um, for them or for me? For them. Yeah, that, but the problem is kids... Too much content? Well, maybe Jackson less so, but little kids mm. always still have questions. Yeah. Like, what's this? Or how do I do that? Mm. And plus, I showed them probably stupidly the, the you know, the little remote control in a plane. Yeah. There's games. Oh, you get oh yeah. And, but they're really yeah, yeah. lame games, right? And you can connect a seat yeah, to seat. you can play with other seats, right? Oh, That's yeah. what's exciting about it. Jackson them. did that. Jackson's like yeah. having a chat. And do you know how hard it is to chat when you oh, can't yeah. see the keyboard? It's yeah. just, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I think they were overwhelmed yeah, sure. with, with what was going on. 
And so they didn't sleep pretty much at all on mm. the way there. But on the way back, nailed it. Yeah. Because see, on the way back, it's I think it's even easier. Mm. I think jet lag at the Sydney end is mm. a farce. If you get jet lag, you're, you're full of it. Well, what do because you do? What's you the... leave at midnight, essentially, mm. and right. you arrive at 7 a.m. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's pretty... It's yeah. pretty easy yeah, to just tell the brain you. to yeah. go to bed yeah. when you get on the plane. Yeah. And so the kids slept six or seven hours on the way home. Oh, jeez, that's all right. So we did pretty well yeah. on the way home. They went to school. We arrived. They yeah. had the whole day at home, and then they went to school the next day. They're I'm fine. afraid I just simply can't sleep upright. I mean, I need to lie flat. <laughs> that, and that, unfortunately, the budget doesn't extend to that as, for CES. As we were walking down the plane to get off, all Amanda would do is go, this is where Dad normally sits. <laughs> Look at the size of the seat there. <laughs> Look, at this. Look at his suite. Yeah. yeah. So they, they were introduced to business class by walking through it. Oh, well, that's Which is right. fine. Yeah, no. But you Ease know them into it, Trev. Yeah, I've got to say, how good are holidays? Yeah, they're good. Just full stop. Well, mate, I feel like I went on your holiday. You put so much on Instagram and Twitter. It was. <laughs> I was mate, oh, I talk it up. I was there. Stories. I was in Disneyland with you. The amount of things we saw. <laughs> it was the most widely covered family holiday in history. <laughs> Listen. You're like I, the Leyland Brothers I family. Chose, I chose specifically Instagram. Right. And I don't yeah, do Instagram did. stories. You I did. didn't put much about the holiday at all on Twitter. I don't mm. think there are a lot I of put stories. Two Facebook posts. Yeah, yeah but the story. Okay. See, the stories I've kept. I've you know archived mm. them. Well, that's nice. So I can look at them at mm. any point. But there's but- a lot of WhatsApping, like you know, privately we were witnessing. What there was, was a, going. There's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of back end stuff as well. <laughs> there's some back end stuff. That's <laughs> well, exactly that's, right. Let's be clear. That's 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 a private conversation. That's how we operate? Or bottom end stuff. What happens on tour stays on tour, boys. Because that's the, actually that's the best the, the best story of the holiday was the Luxor because oh. we got to Las Vegas mm. and this Amanda had pyramid. Amanda right, had okay. gone yeah. to Las Vegas with her family or America with her family as a twelve year old mm. and so she has fond memories of mm. Las Vegas as a kid and remembers the pyramid the Luxor she even had a cup mm. from the Luxor only up until like ten years ago mm. um, so she wanted to stay at the Luxor so mm. we we got a room there the travel agent did that all good <laughs> we mate we checked in and immediately like it's see on her face yeah. This was not good. Yep. This was not, not good. good. Not good. What? The, the, the apartment in Anaheim near, near Disneyland, mm. we, we stayed away from Disneyland, but close enough yep. that you could pretty much just, just walk, walk there, but we drive. Yeah. Because um, I drive everywhere. Yeah. I'd do the same. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, just, you're both very anti-walking. Yeah, drive into the car rats. park. It's $15 for parking yeah. or $35 for preferred. Yeah. 35 thanks. 35 yeah. AFTM, AFTM Fitness. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so... Uh, so the uh, Anaheim apartment was great. It was, mm. you know, a little lounge room, nice kitchen mm. and, and a bedroom. Mm. Very small room, but mm. two queens and a, and a sofa bed. So we were all pretty comfortable. Mm. We went then to Legoland in San Diego, mm. very family-oriented, mm. bunk beds and a rollout for the kids and a, and a queen size for the, for the Can parents. Can I say that looked really cool? Yeah, it that was, looked really it was awesome. themed. Like yeah. they, have, yeah. they have 15 different themed rooms. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Kids dream. And so then we end up, because we wanted to minimize hotels, mm. we end up at the Luxor and, mate, it was like checking into the Best Western at Dubbo. <laughs> a lot fact, of casinos have let themselves go in. That's uh, Vegas, bad. This place honest. had not been. T- I think the room was the same as when Amanda yeah, was twelve, yeah. and it probably was amazing. Who back owns then. the Luxor? Is that MGM. part of MGM? Yeah. Are we, talking, just, are we talking dirty, small? Just, what's just small? Cigarette old. smoke. Amanda could smell right. the smoke. I, I, I oh, couldn't okay. smell it, but she hates cigarettes. And you got the lifts that go up at an angle, Weird. obviously because of the shape of the building. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, so we've 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 got two rooms there. Amanda's gone into one with Jackson and Vivi, and Harry and I have had a room. Mm. And I'm immediately on the phone. I'm ringing the Bellagio. I'm ringing everywhere. Going, I <laughs> need a room, and and I'm texting. So I ended up we ended up getting a really nice room. Yes, I understand. For the next couple of days, mm. which made the end of the trip good, pretty good, happy ending. But do you know the thing about Disneyland? And I don't know whether you would have really done this or noticed this, mm. but did you notice the photo thing going on at Disneyland? Photographers. Mm. 
No, not back then. It was 2013 when I visited. and okay. I mean, I didn't take a kit, obviously. So you think about photos, and I had a couple people say to me, what, did you bring a photographer with you? Because we had all these great family there photos. There were some really fantastic photos coming up. All around Disneyland, mm-hmm. there's photographers wearing photographers' vests. Yeah, I don't remember And, and uh, they've got a little computer. And, mate, it's great. This is the best technology mm. story of the trip. Normal Nikon camera like DSLR, and mm. you stand there and you take a photo. They take three or four. And then if you've paid for the fast pass for the day, you've mm. got a barcode on your phone. You just hold it, the barcode, they scan it. And literally, in some cases within minutes, in some cases within an hour, mm. the photos just appear on your phone. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, they've got this little thing they're carrying around, like a mini computer yeah. from Honeywell, yeah. which is obviously constantly 4G connected that's or awesome. Wi-Fi, and it's constantly just uploading all the photos. So, wh- what do you have to pay for them, and, and how much are you paying per day for that sort of so service? So, this was the thing. If you want to just buy the photos, they're like 20 bucks. Mm. Like, it's crazy what, money. For what? For a photo. Per, fo- it's, it's per like, photo. It's like any entertainment center. Yeah. They just want to charge you big bucks for the mm. photos. But with wow. with Disneyland, if you buy what they call a Max Pass, which is ten dollars per person, yeah. you can then using the app you can book space at a ride. So you say I want to ride sure. Thunder Mountain at this time, and you mm. book it. That's the reason to do it. But you also get free the photo pass. Right. So on the last day, we went for half a day, mm. and this is my top tip for people going to Disneyland: is if you've got the you know app and everything, mm. just buy one person buys the ten dollar thing. Oh yeah. And you got the barcode, yeah. you got the photos. Oh right. So sure, for ten bucks a day, photos, yeah. you've got Happy photos. Days. And we That's... would have had and you'd normally pay twenty something photos and we got them all. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. But wow. really no, that wasn't around when I went there. Did you really... get Disneyland feet? By the end of the day, like just oh, it's buggered. the most intense pain just in my buggered. feet ever. I mean, I'm no athlete, but seriously, don't also, you? The step can you say that one more time for us? I'm, I'm no, no athlete. <laughs> <laughs> no athlete. Also, don't don't ride the, uh, the 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 water rides at the end of the day. Yeah, it's yeah, bloody cold. It's saturated. Yeah, you get saturated and there's no time to drive. Yeah, that's true. That was yeah. a rookie mistake. Had to buy it's, Disneyland towels. It's literally the most amazing park I've ever seen, though. It's incredible, isn't it? It's just immaccurate. Everything yeah. is done perfectly. And like, are you referring just to Disneyland or no, just across a, the just road? No, just Disneyland. All oh, the other places are a little bit different, I guess. But Disneyland is just picture perfect. The, so the maintenance like they put in the joint is incredible. Outside of sea, if you need to go to Disneyland, I'm I'm so unbelievably anti theme yeah. parks. No, no, oh, I, you you might, I won't anti. go. I won't go on rides oh, anywhere. Yeah, right, so okay. I won't. Don't take me to. You know, what, what do we got? Luna Park, no, take me there. Yeah. I won't do carnival rides. I hate it. I'm so <laughs> anti. It feels so artificial. It feels so fake. Yeah. No, it's just me, right? Just, everything just thing. Feels... It's an adventure. No, because I feel like if I want to risk, I'll drive way too quick on a suburban street. If I, oh, like, you know, know I... <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing. Can I just say, yeah, as the motoring editor of EFTM, I don't recommend that sort of behavior. <laughs> Not with your points. That's right. I Mate, don't want to talk the, about that. The idea that you can go to a place that is literally just, as Bowen said, it's yeah. just, it's just immaculate. Yeah. And you go over to Adventureland or whatever it's called, California Adventureland, and mm. you walk into the Cars movie area, and it's yeah. like, I'm in the movie. It's mm. like it's like walking down the main street of the movie. That's something else. I don't do rides. I hate rides. Mm. So I don't right, do roller coasters. Okay. I yeah. stood around for a while. Okay? I do every ride. I don't give a rat. No, I don't want to. Mate, I went on the Ferris wheel and got scared. Oh, jeez. Wait, you do... Really? Did you do the There's spinning... There's a big Ferris wheel. Oh, talk it no, up. No, not the movie one. <laughs> the spinning teacups? No. Oh, jeez. What are you, like five? Gee, well. No, that's... I'm out. I did the Dumbo ride where you're going up and down on I a plane. I did the Dumbo ride. That's just Honestly, you can go there as an adult. You don't even need kids. Like, we had the best time on our honeymoon. That was the first leg of our honeymoon. It was just incredible. I feel like the we only... We were there at Christmas. That the was only thing we didn't do was special. get the matching t-shirts. What about Americans? What? Oh, at theme parks. Yeah, they they travel like, like they have a yeah, mom, a dad, yeah, and a yeah. kid's shirt. They all have shirts like for their vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's real. It's lame. either you're it's either you're either a person with a with a family shirt, mm. or you're a person in a uh, motorized wheel scooter yeah. thing. It's crazy. A that's of, terrible. A lot of fat heaps at Disneyland. Yeah, 
<laughs> You're only giving me more reasons not to go. <laughs> this is terrible. Did you try the turkey oh sticks God. just quickly? The drumsticks. No. Oh, I geez. saw them at the very end, and to be honest, like, turkey's not my go. This big. No thanks, like footballs. No, I'm all good. I kept for enough. Turkey's not my go. All right. Um, we finish at Disneyland. Yes. Okay. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Contramani. So last week I had the chance to drive the new Holden Acadia. Now this is a big, big SUV. It's a seven-seat SUV imported directly from the United States of America. Where over there it's really a mid-sized SUV. Um, I've got to say I was impressed, and based You're on impressed the, from the get-go. Some of the coverage I've seen on it is fair and balanced, and I, but I think in general most people were impressed by it, mainly because it has been locally tuned and developed. Holden are employing eventually 150 people here at a development centre at their proving ground in Victoria. So they got hold of it and they really ironed out that floatiness that most of these American SUVs have. Yep. It's an engaging drive. It's well-priced from about 43000 through to 67000 I think. This is a big SUV, bigger than the CX-9. Marginally. It looks nice. It looks real nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's got some bold, aggressive brush looks. There's no doubt about it. The only thing I'd say is... The, the easiest way to criticise this car is that it's got an old school 3.6 litre V6 petrol engine. Everyone's downsizing these so, days. So there's we're no diesel option. It because it's, there's no diesel. It's not going to be that fuel efficient in the end. Yeah. Um, but look, it's an absolute belter when you when you plant it. There's no doubt about that. A nine speed transition uh, transmission. It's got USB ports in every row. Uh, the fast charging, the 2.1 amp USB, mm -hmm. including I think two in the front, two in the rear. Apple CarPlay. Uh, Android Auto. The only thing it doesn't have is like a head-up display. It's missing that, but all the you know driver assist programs that you'd expect in a car these days. But critically, it doesn't feel like a Yank tank. No, it looks like a Yank tank when you're sitting behind the wheel. I, I said to someone who was in the car with me, I feel like I'm on an American road trip because you do feel like you're in a big trucky sort of SUV. Yeah. Some of the interior is not exactly what you call premium, and you know it's got bits and pieces from the Colorado and just the GMC family mm. in general. So the interior lacks, you know, the bazaz that the CX-9 has, for example. But I don't think that's. I'll, I'll be honest. I think this car could appeal to Bogans. They they will bling it up. They'll Big put twenty two inches on them. You know, oh, yeah. God. Um, you they'll, know, they'll bring in the GMC badges. Yeah, you know well, how they do that with the, Chevy. Apparently, it's almost impossible to fit it. They can't take the holder badge off because they've changed the front grille entirely. But oh. yeah, I know what you mean. Well, um, but what was the opposition to this? Because I was on Facebook this week, and there were a lot of comments of people just <laughs> yeah, either. Sl I, mean, I don't know if they were slamming you or whether they're slamming the car. That's a bit of both. But they got a bit <laughs> excited. They got a little bit excited, and they were sl they were slamming. It's easy to trot out the line that we don't make cars any more here and you know Australia Holden it's not a off, hole if it wasn't it's made here Holden so you know ripped off the Australian taxpayer we gave them a lot of money to try and stay afloat but look at the end of the day it's happened um, the Commodore oh, I'm pretty sure the Commodore will be gone soon they're not even going to be able to make it from Opal because Opal's going to be owned by uh, Persia. Persia so all of their cars are going to be sourced from the huge pool of cars they have in America which is massive mm. so I think we're going to see a lot of SUVs uh, a lot of trucks, even you know, bigger trucks. How many <clears throat> trucks are you seeing on the road? HSV are importing the Silverado so, for starters. You know, I think if we were to be any mm. sort of nation, we, we're American. Right? Yep. We're more American than we That's are exactly European. Right. Yeah. And when I mate, we drive sixteen, seventeen hundred kilometers mm. 
across you know California and, and Nevada, mm. uh, and all I saw was big Suburbans, yep. Yukons. I mean, I saw a, um, a Yukon is like a massive seven seater, but mm. not the full extended wheelbase. Mm. I saw a, a RV mm. like a caravan, a bus caravan mm. towing a Yukon. Yeah, like here what? we we tow a Jimny. You yeah, know? Little <laughs> they're they're towing yeah. big Suburbans, yeah, right? It's crazy. So yeah. you know, big Utes, big trucks, mm. big four wheel drives. I think that. Man, I think the Suburban would, mm. would do well here. Well, they tried it back in the late 90s. Remember, yeah. they did appear here. I, I, I think it was imported as the a problem, GMC. The problem is we do have a bent towards fuel efficiency. Yeah, that's so right. So they mm. don't have fuel efficient models over They don't give a rats. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't care less, mate. But you know, interestingly, this is the only market here in Australia where they've converted this car for a right-hand drive market. Nowhere else in the world. I mean, they may only sell 10,000 of them. I don't understand. That's fascinating what that means like how do you interpret that i mean because that's big money to do yeah and it's not a conversion it's being built that way down the assembly line so but there's a few peculiar things that haven't carried over like you have to get into the kids side in the third row on the curb side as you would in the states sorry away oh, from the curb you side put, you can't put down the other would side. be the curb side exactly oh, right. so that's a little bit dangerous you, you really falling down the third row from the the non-curb Street. side yeah. on the traffic side yeah um, things like the side mirrors. You know how you see that split in the, the side mirrors occasionally gives you that sort of convex view and a, a wider spread of view? Well, it's on the wrong side of the car. Yeah, right. You know, so some of those little things haven't carried across. But I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I like the look of it. Um, I love the power of what it. Is, so what does it compete with here? Kluger. Yep. And it's a better car than the Kluger. It's 231 kilowatts. That's a lot of power for an SUV. Uh, the CX-9, you know, there's cars like some of the Santa Fe's, which are seven-seaters. Mm. But again, they all have diesel variants apart from the Kluger diesels do pretty well these days in terms yeah. of efficiency and is important plus the torque we talk I know we shouldn't get too technical but the torque on this car comes in very late so you really to get the thing moving you're planting it right, right. yeah you really are you're not hitting peak power until about 5,000 revs so, so you really got to give it a hit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's obviously not a turbo. But anyway, I, I was impressed. It's nice and comfortable. It handles well. It's engaging. It uh, looks good. And uh, look, to impact the hearts and minds of Holden fans, they, they really need something that's going to impress. And I think a lot of people are impressed by things that look good. Mm-hmm. That's why the range is so popular. The Mustang, mm. all these American-looking boxes and carts. See, see that's, it's interesting, you know, the Mustang driving around the US. Mm. You know, I love the look of the Mustang. Yeah. But I also love the Camaro. Mm. But... Honestly, I don't know the Camaro would have... Forgetting the fact that it is coming here and it's a really high price. More money, yeah. There's something uniquely beautiful about the Mustang yeah. that they've just nailed there. Yeah, and I don't exactly. know that there's any other American sports car that does true, that. True. It feels manly. It feel, you, you look at a Mustang yeah. and you go, that's a man's car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fast car. That's, that's right. A man's car. Especially yeah. the old ones. Yeah. The, the classic, the 65s, yeah. the 66s are stunning. Yeah. But even the new ones still touch into that whole, mm. I feel like I'm going to get in this thing and I'm going to drive quickly. And what was Holden's man's car for years? The Commodore. Yeah. You know, really? It was about as ballsy as it gets. You have one. <laughs> still got one. I've still got one. Which goes occasionally. Three litre V6. <laughs> but you know, that the, the HSV bringing out the Silverado, yeah. I'll be interested in how many of them they sell. Ah, well, yeah, it's big money too. Yeah, so. but mate, tradies. Yeah. I'm seeing them everywhere. money on those buddy Raptors and stuff. These Rams yeah. are everywhere now. Yeah. Um, the Tundra, the huge Hilux, um, basically. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of those these days. Here's the thing. If, if the Commodore's soon to be dead, mm. I think Holden should go down Nissan's path. Mm-hmm. With an with with the which is SUVs only, except except maybe stick around with a Astra hatch. Yeah, yeah you know, have an yeah. Astra hatch yeah. because they need a they car. need a small car. It's mm. a good car, I like it. But it's an Opal. It doesn't look nice. Yeah, true. That's their other problem. Mm. That's disappearing too. There's not many small cars in the states. So just go Nissan. Just challenge Nissan. Yeah, 
Because essentially, <laughs> they're not a leader anymore. Mate, someone put it um, to, at the press conference that they're simply a marketing company now, which is a very good point. <clears throat> yeah. They came back with, no, we're a marketing and excuse An me, engineering development country uh, okay. uh, company. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish them all the best. It's a sad tale, Holden, but um, I like the Acadia. Well, while oh, we're on cars, hmm. oh, yeah. before we move to the next, yeah. go ahead. I've got the Audi back from the shop. After <laughs> just smashed smashing it. it. Yeah. So it's back from the shop now. I've got a problem, mm. though. In the last two days, but yeah. oh, this yeah. one's for you, because Trev, I don't know how much you know about I'll cars. try. Oh, I just wonder who you can. He's pretty good. Uh, look, when when underneath 1,500 RPMs, mm. I'm hearing a weird ticking, squeaking noise coming from the engine. It's, it <laughs> sounds like it's a belt. It's go- It sounds like it's going around. Yeah, right. Uh, but it goes away the sooner, like as soon as we go over one and a half thousand RPM, we're clean. We're so good. the vibrations stop once you spool up a bit. Yep. But but slowing down, if I'm, if I'm not revving it at all, or if it's just stopped, it's making and, a relatively loud squeak. And it's noise. ticking. It's like I want to say it's a tick. It's just it's it's a constant kind of squeak yeah. or or a tick. It'll be a belt. You're right. It'll be some it, sort yeah. of belt. But how much? Be. How much am I looking at repairs for a belt? Oh, like, big, big, big coin for now. Big coin for now. Just, just mate, take it to. Don't take it to anyone that does European cars. Yeah, just exactly. Take it to a, like my local the guys here. The bike up the road. Take it there, mate. You go there and they'll just tell you what it is and they'll charge you hundred bucks a labour and whatever the part. You're right. Yeah. Less than three hundred. Mm, if yeah, it right. is a belt. Yeah. But if it's something more, you're welcome to the European car family. And you're up for a thousand. Jesus, I'm really well. Your car terrible. Mate, oh, well. when you need to report. You need to get that fixed in the next week, and we need to report back next episode. I want to know how much it costs hmm. because I'm, it's, it's your introduction to the problem of European cars. Exactly. This is the EFTM podcast. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Contramani. And we do it. Hello, welcome. Good. Is this on? We do it thanks to the good people at Alcatel, and uh, Alcatel have a bunch of uh, low low cost uh, but high quality mobile phones. The Alcatel Superior. It's actually called the Telstra Superior in stores. The Telstra Superior 6-inch, 2K screen, so kind of uh, full HD if you want to watch movies and things. Uh, 12-megapixel camera running Android Oreo. $199 for a prepaid phone. It's going to keep everyone happy, keep you simple, take your photos, keep you online. Alcatel's Telstra Superior available at Telstra stores now. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Right. Well, here's the thing, John. You've reviewed a networking product. And see, John, we should explain to people, is a cybersecurity guru. Yes. Oh, guru is a bit of an overstatement. Which was why you were nominated for this review. This is not just a Wi-Fi product. This is an internet security product. Well, Explain the Norton Core. I'm learning. Uh, For those that don't know what a Norton Core is, it's a what they're calling a secure Wi-Fi router. Mm. So it's it's your Wi-Fi router, but it's monitoring all the traffic that's coming into your network at all the time. Uh, now, this is the product they're marketing towards someone uh, who's a little bit concerned about maybe what their kids are doing on the phone and what, wonder if they're going to get device, uh, wonder if they're going to get viruses or whether you've got elderly parents and they right. might be doing something a bit silly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, a Wi-Fi router that you pay a monthly subscription for. You're paying about, I think it's $18 a month. And it provides you constant protection. As opposed to the software protection you normally have on your computer, you might install, you know, you install your Norton, you install Trend Micro on your computer, and it's constantly monitoring your specific device for any sort of viruses or, or malware and that sort of stuff. This is at a network level, so it's covering every device on your network and all the traffic. Mm. Now, what they say this is for is your Internet of Things devices, your smart toaster, your air conditioner, your Listen, television. Bob, your kettle. Yep. Bowen, you've got a ridiculous amount got of it smart all, devices. Buddy. Purifiers. Your lights. Purifiers. Literally everything. So what they're saying is there have been documented cases of Internet of Things hacks occurring where... 
someone will find a, a backdoor into an Internet of Things device and mm. use it to launch other attacks or use it to gain access to your network, significantly mm. rarely. Mm. But, but this is then the wholesale point for this router is it will protect those devices that you can't install software on. Yeah. My question to you, gentlemen, and what I wrote up, is that I don't think there's enough people that give a damn to spend the stupid amount of money yeah. that this thing costs. That's true, you know, but increasingly it does worry me because I do have a silly amount, and I'm not representative of the rest of the society, mm. clearly, but I've got a silly amount of cameras. I've got one in my baby's room, you know. Sure. I don't like the fact that that could be, you know, potentially hacked, hacked at some at point. So increasingly, I am becoming interested in this sort of technology that you're proposing. But I look, I've got Google Wi-Fi uh, throughout the house. Yep. So are you telling me the protection on that is just purely software-based? There's no real deep layer of... There's no pack... So what, what they offer is packet inspection. Right. In that every single connection mm. and every bit of traffic going through is being monitored in mm. case it's malicious. As opposed to? As opposed to your network that isn't constantly monitoring. So, you, so you've got... Yeah, sure. Your, your connections are occurring, yeah. but at no level is any <laughs> software being... It's in no, at no level is anything watching or making sure that it's safe. Mm. It's like putting a guard at the door, right? Mm. The door's going to stop people from getting in, but it's not checking to see who's coming in. Yeah, it's a good point. Does it make any so sense? here's my problem with this device overall. Mm. It's it's a router. Mm. It's your home router. Most people, if they're going to spend 400 bucks, they're going to buy a really good Wi-Fi system like Google Wi-Fi or mm. Orbi or something, right? Or a mesh mm. system, yeah. And so I'd prefer something that plugs into an existing network and doesn't require me to completely change all of my devices, mm. Wi-Fi, stuff Which like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so Bowen, for example, if he wants this level of protection, mm. he would need to get rid of the Google Wi-Fi mm. and put this thing in the middle of the house. And then he would also have the problem of this thing not covering the whole house because yeah. so many people's problems with mm. Wi-Fi routers is coverage. And that's why we're mm. moving towards mesh systems. Yep. Which is why my preference for this kind of security is the Trend Micro Home Internet Security Box. It's 300 bucks, but it plugs into your existing network. Mm. Is it a subscription? I'm gonna say yes after mm. a year. Same thing, because you, you, you've got you've got to have that back to base updates. You've got to I, get yeah. that level of, of of stuff. But I think mm. with these products, I, I don't think three hundred dollars is much to pay for security. But it depends. How on, much is your car insurance? Uh, it's a fair amount. Of is it comprehensively insured? A grand, or just, yeah, something like a grand a year. Yeah, it's comprehensively it's insured. Stupid, yeah, well, mm. that's a lot of money, mate. It, it sure that? is. Well, firstly, I have to. You're a risk, that's why. Yeah, you've, see, got, you've had a few issues. Why people no. balk at paying this money sure. when it's it's your security at, at, at question? I, I just think the yeah. people's priorities are wrong if they don't see these things as being a useful product. But all I'm saying is you can get a software software security that's going to be a lot cheaper on the devices you know that are going to be vulnerable mm. as opposed to kind of falling for the sales yep. gimmick that, oh, I need, well, I'll, I need internet I'll sell security. you this and, and Trend Micro's home internet security then again. And that is when you've got kids one day down the future, mm. um, you can't monitor their Xbox mm. with with software. Yep. You can monitor their, their uh, iPad mm. broadly mm. with software, but you can't really. Mm. So you can't, like, I can put a parental control on this house. Yep. So that porn sites, whatever they, whatever mm. you want, are not accessible on any internet device, from the smart TV to the Xbox to the iPad. You can't put software on computers that does that. That's a very good point. I mean, right? I guess, yeah. That's the layer that parents out there want. So this thing is aimed at parents, full stop. That's, that's you know, I haven't even got a counter-argument to that. I, I, a lot of the time when I think about this device, I think about people that are relatively literate or at least mm. understand how their network works at a basic yeah. level. Mm. But your, no kids, your kids don't. You, you, but even even if you do, your your kids don't, and you have got visitors to your network that could yeah, be bringing true. in sort of viruses. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it is it's a lot of money to pay, and if you can just justify the money, both 
as a startup cost. It's just, it's just, it's expensive for yeah. a Wi-Fi router. And if you can justify that subscription moving forward, well, all power to I you. I think it's an interesting model. John's full review is at EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. I think probably every time I go to America, I want to come back and rant. About the joint? Yeah, I've noticed. I love it. Like, I love America. Yeah, yeah. Do not wor- get me wrong. It's worth a good rant, though. I, I love the cars. Yep. I love the roads. Yep. Oh, my God. By the way, and this is part of the rant, mm. speed. We've talked about this before. Mm. But Amanda looked over to me as we were driving from the LA Dodgers game down to San Diego and said, are you doing 130? I went, I'm just trying to keep up, babe. Yeah. Like, what? The, mm. I had the speedo set in in, in uh, you know metric so yep. I could tell what the speed was. Mm. Um, but the the car, the, we had a, what's it called, Cadillac Escalade, yep. like the big suburban but yep, the Cadillac version, um, had a you know, speed sign indicator. So it would mm. tell us that it was 113 was the limit. Yeah. But I'm going 130 because people are flying past me yeah, at 130. It's almost not safe to like go it's, fast. It's, cr- it's, <laughs> not, it's not safe sounds. to go the speed limit. Yeah. So, they break, so they're breaking the laws. Was yes. It? Oh, mate, yeah. there's no police. On the right, roads, okay. Yeah. It's well, you like, get there's the, a couple. What do they call those cars? That, that highway patrol. There's just highway patrol. Yeah, I know, but they've they got a name. They look like territories, and they're specifically oh, made yeah. for the cops. The, the, oh. the uh, interceptors. Interceptors. Yeah, you get occasionally you see one, but very rarely. That sounds a lot scarier than highway patrol. Yeah, by the way, the, the interceptor. If the interceptors are <laughs> I'm not speeding. It's full on. Okay, yeah, and yeah, when you right. see them in your mirror, it's freaky. Anyway, that's <laughs> a whole other story. But, oh, the other days. So, so there's so many things, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. There's two things that I think are just insanely weird about America, and I noticed this at multiple places. And here's the thing: when you've got three kids, toilet breaks are forever. <laughs> like the number one thing my wife was looking forward to about coming home was not having to go to the toilet with Victoria again. Yeah. Because Victoria sat down on the first toilet, and a yeah. lot of auto flush there, a lot of yeah, sensor-based yeah. flush mm. in public toilets, and she freaked out when yeah. this thing just flushed. So if you move on, a centimeter to left or right, it can go off. And when you're a tiny little person, yeah, yeah it goes off. Yep. So from that point on, Amanda had to be in with her every time, mm. right? So that's two weeks of, of mm. horror. Anyway, the to- you walk into a a, a men's um, mm. restroom, as they call mm. it, whether it's at the bloody Luxor or mm. the local garage, whatever it is, and there's let's say there's three stalls, you know, a mm. doors, toilets. Um, in Australia, you quickly glance along and you can see which ones are green and which ones mm. are red. Mm-hmm. No, not in America. There's no indicator. Really? In America, you've got to push every door. I stood, because again, I had to take my boys to the toilet, and I'm not... I'm not leaving the boys in the bathroom, nah. so I'm standing there like a pedophile, no, that waiting, <laughs> waiting for the boys to come out of, the, of yeah. the toilet. And you see blokes walk along, and they push every door, waiting for one to open. Wow! Wait, but why? It's just why don't you put a vacant and an in-use indicator on the door? Save costs. Why are the doors by <laughs> default closed? Why do they? They 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 bang shut. Like weighted clothes. I don't know. It's ridiculous, mate. The, the it's other problem everywhere. with the, the loos is the level of the water. Oh, we've discussed this Hold on. before. Like it touches your balls, <laughs> or at the very worst, your copper touch when you go for a wipe. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. This is a everyone it's knows this who goes what? to the states. For some reason, their water level and the hole is small, but the water <laughs> level is massive. It's like yes. a bath trying to go down a little. I don't know. Little tiny hole, like yeah. a keyhole. Every part of this conversation is uncomfortable. Oh, mate, you wait till CES, really my friend. You wait till CES. This seems really obscure. American yeah, toilets are stupid. Yeah. So they, they've got no idea what they're doing. So if you forget to lock that thing, someone's just going to. That's correct. In. That's also a problem. Right. So wow. can you put your foot up against the door? As, I mean, as best case, that's your, that's your best case scenario. <laughs> Jesus. That's just weird. I mean, you forget to lock and you're in big trouble. But yeah, I just think it's a stupid thing. But here's, again, getting back to technology, yeah. which is what we really do. Mm. Um, I'm still blown away 
by the lack of payment technology there. Now, I don't I, get it. I chose to go pretty much exclusively American Express for the trip so that I could just mm. come back and go, what did it cost, right? But everywhere I went, I went, I used my American Express. Mm. And there are, I'll try and count them. There is the option of uh, swiping and signing. There's the option of inserting the chip and putting in a pin. Mm. There's the option of inserting the chip and doing nothing else. There's the, there's the insert and put pin and sign. Mm. And all of these things are random. Yeah. You never know. And there's maybe, maybe on one one hundredth of a chance of a tap and go. Mm. Tap and go is still so old. I went to, we went to a mini golf place and I, mm. I took a photo of the machine. I said, oh, Apple Pay, beautiful, mate. Pulled out my phone, tap mm. and go. And he goes, mate, if it's in Vegas, it'll be everywhere in a few years. And I'm like, you have no idea. This is everywhere in Australia. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to break it to you. We've got this at every service What station. is the reason? There has to be a reason. I don't know. I think it's I think it's in Australia we legislated or whatever yeah. the, the terminology is to get rid of the signatures. Mm. And, you know, we don't swipe cards anymore because no, no. skimming such a big yeah. problem it's in security. It's outdated as well. Mm. It's utterly outdated. Mm. Do you remember Samsung launched a phone several years ago that had in it Samsung Pay that wasn't just a tap and go, but it was had an electronic... EMC, whatever they call it, mm. so that you could actually initiate Samsung Pay and swipe your phone on the swipe ring. Oh, wow. And it would work. Yeah. yeah? Mm. What model was that? I don't remember. I think it was the S8. Oh, good. S7. But like, it, completely useless in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But it's, it's staggering to think that a country so big, so dominant, and who creates these technologies mm. simply haven't rolled it out. I remember the odd occasion when we've done the road trip from LA to Vegas and yeah, you pull into a servo to buy oh. some beef jerky or something and yeah, you sign for it. And you just go, what the hell? Well, that's the other problem, right? The, the I'll petrol just station. scribble something down. It looks I, nothing like I my I came signature. across for the first time a petrol station I did not need to go into. So in, in America, you have to prepay. Yeah, oh, that's right. You have to put that's a credit card problem. in and right. over there you put your credit card in, you put in your zip code and, and the, the, the gas is available to you. Yeah, you can't right. pump until you've done that. Yeah. Because you've got an Australian credit card with an Australian zip code, doesn't work. You've got to go in, you've got to give them a hundred bucks. You've got to estimate. Sure. Yeah, mm. I'm like, I don't know, mate. A hundred bucks is that going to cover that huge yeah. car out there? <laughs> like, I don't not. know. Yeah. Anyway, so I've pulled up at a Chevron yeah. and it had tap and go. Oh, oh happy oh, days! Bingo, and it worked beautifully. Worked oh. a treat. But it's amazing how many places I saw places that had a sign, no Apple Pay. Mm. Like, like we've got tap and go. The mm. symbols there. The machines are there. But it's just not. But they. What, oh right. It's just mate. Is there a fee? That's an American company. I mean, what are they doing? Right. It's staggering how weird these companies are mm. and how you can go from one place and just insert your card and walk away without doing anything mm. and another place where you have to insert, pin, and sign. Why go to this country? Terrible bathrooms. Oh, mate, everyone's, everyone's walking around stoned. Everyone's got a gun. It's just crazy. Disneyland's the only reason to go from what I get. <laughs> yeah. And Vegas, baby. It's the safe yeah, bit. And Vegas. Well. You'll love Vegas. I'm looking forward to it. To a certain extent. I'm going to wind it back this year. I'll be casting a responsible eye over you. The ever, it just never stops this PC crap that we see pop up on Twitter from time to time. This time it's involving Kleenex. I don't think necessarily here, but Kleenex overseas, they've got man-sized tissues. What are those here? For, do we? Yeah. For those who really need to blow their nose, <laughs> they blow it pretty hard. Well, how many tissues? Like if I pull two <laughs> tissues every time. Yeah, I suppose that's mm. a good point, actually. That's yeah. the point of the man-sized yeah. tissue. All right, so you get Fold a man. Fold it over and have a blow. For a man. All right, but now, no. They've got to ban that. You can't say man-sized. What? Because it's sexist. It's misogynists. <laughs> so I think they're just now simply called extra large. There's a movement online who've started this, and Kleenex have just gone, well, you know what? We can't stop this. Let's just reprint all the boxes and call them extra large Kleenexes. 
I mean, really? And they've, and they've made the change. Yeah. Done, done. And uh, you know what got me thinking about it when I was sitting there the other day having my neutral grain, and that's Iron Man food. Yeah. So I'm thinking, is that next? <laughs> Iron Man food? <laughs> what are we going to call that? That's going to be Iron Person food in the Iron next person six food. Well, they have women's Iron Man competitions, don't they? They do. Are they they do. do. They haven't been renamed. So perhaps they Kellogg's do need to work on that one. Maybe they should... Get rid of that one. Mate, honestly, the but idea really? that Kleenex should have to rebrand something that was clearly made... I mean, I don't know. I've never seen my wife pull two tissues out. Maybe it's no. a man thing. There's man-size uh, 4 and 20 pies as well, I noticed in the IGA the other day. I'm yeah. noticing a lot of things which are man-sized, I've got to say, now that this has come to my attention. <laughs> so since you've seen the Kleenex yeah, story, yeah. you've seen a lot of man-sized... I just, you know, the whole Nakati is man-sized. We should ban that. I don't know. Should we? They don't market it as man-sized, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's yet. the problem. Maybe they should. Well, I think Holden could do with a few Your tips. new Holden Acadia, man size for you and your family. The part you think I don't it should have the American this. accent? Yeah. I'll get Harry. It involved. really shouldn't. Okay. The part I understand about this is what the outrage is. So I understand, mm. I understand the claim is that it's sexist. I understand that from a base level. But what's the outrage? Like, what part of something have being... Have you been on Twitter? La- yeah, well, I've experienced a lot of narcs, especially publishing <laughs> things recently. We'll talk about that later, but... <laughs> get, get, get used to it. That's a terrible place, but no, but, but really... Outrage for outrage's sake. Mm. But there's got to be something behind this. For Kleenex to to agree and change their tissues, there's got no, to be something behind it. What, what part of man size is offensive? Furry armpit person that's walked in and gone, oh, I'm offended oh, geez, by these tissues. This will come back. Oh, yeah, but mind <laughs> you, we work for everything for the man. Twitter's got to find out about this real trouble. But um, look, I don't know. I mean, come on, it's a box of tissues. Uh, uh, look, I'm all for women and equal rights. We gave them the vote. Um, Twitter's definitely going to hear about this one. It's all good, you know. We've done all sorts of good things. So what we're saying is we support man size. uh, Well, I just think it's a shame that we need to waste so much time on it. It was just something that popped up in my head during a pretty ordinary week I've had at home, (laughs) (laughs) and I was bored, and I thought it'd be a good topic. I'm glad that you can see again. Yeah, and I had conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis or conjunctivitis? I said conjunctivitis. No, it's conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. You're saying if to very, very Conjunctive. I think it's just... Well, mate, let me tell you, I was fucking conjunctive, all right? <laughs> we deal with the big issues. I'm walking around blind. Henry was blind. The house was just <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I've got to get the videos off He Arlo. said to me earlier, he said, I've woken up the other morning, I couldn't see. I've finally got my eyes clean. I've gone into Henry, and Henry's just wandering around the room. He <laughs> <laughs> can't see like, but doesn't care less. It's like the rise of the zombies or something. Like he just, was, mate, if yeah. he didn't, doesn't care less, maybe he didn't care at all. Maybe <sighs> he can't see normally. He's made me crook this week. Anyway... Um, maybe I need some man-sized tissues to get over it. Mate, I've just looked at the Woolworths websites. They're selling Kleenex Jumbo. I think they've gotten rid of the man-sized Jumbo. as well. Oh, this so it's just outrageous. Jumbo, which is an F- elephant reference, really. But see, he's us getting outraged at that. That's just that's just as precious. Yeah, true. If we get outraged at the fact they're not there, we're just as precious. <laughs> Fuck off, John. John made a good point. <laughs> you know what happens when you make a good point in this caper? You do this. <laughs> Speaking of trolls... Yeah, well, back on those Twitter trolls we're talking about. So I did an article a week or two ago now about internet piracy coming to an end in Australia. Mm. A proposed legislation that would allow ISPs, your internet service provider, to delete search engine results for torrenting websites. Mm. Now, I don't know how often you guys torrent. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's never... (laughs) Not very often. I've done it once. Done it once. We did it like 10 years ago. I wanted every episode of 24 for the season because it wasn't available. I've copped a few torrents. Oh, no, they're tirades. Sorry. (laughs) Look, as as a member of the torrenting generation and and 
The, kids the torrenting went, generation. It's a whole thing, really. Um, but before Netflix was available, or at least until it was properly available here, a lot of us were torrenting. We were torrenting movies, TV shows that we couldn't get anywhere else. Yep. Fox Stone weren't going to provide them, so we torrented them. And we, we justified it with the logic mm. of we can't get it anywhere else. So these laws are coming in, or, or at least being proposed, that would block search engine results. So if you go to Google for a torrenting website, Telstra can go in and delete the search results for those torrenting websites so you can't find them, and block the websites themselves. Mm. And, and what they propose is this will stop torrenting. Now, and, but you know what? But it's a, but it's a start. The no, thing no. Is, so, so I got a lot of narcs on Hang Twitter. On, so the narcs are upset that Google's being forced to remove torrenting websites from their search results. No, they're upset that this isn't doing enough. They say, well, as if this is actually going to achieve anything. They're saying, well, VPNs still exist, and there are still other ways to torrent, and so this law is pretty much useless. Why even bother? Because it stops the average Joe. Well, exactly. It stops, and it stops a kid from being able to go on and do it. I was, I was probably ten when I did my first torrent. It was unbelievably <laughs> easy. Bro- yeah. Broke his torrent cherry. Look at you. Right? <laughs> Your torrent cherry. <laughs> this, is, this whole podcast has been uncomfortable. But um, the <laughs> best analogy, and look, a goose like me is never going to understand this because I just don't care. But yeah, you were having a debate with some bloke online about stealing his shoes from out the front of his house. Oh, that guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's to and froing. And he's going, well, hang on, I don't lease the shoes, so I own them. So if you come and take them, that's bad. His argument was really flawed to the point where I just stopped. And you had to stop. I, it was just getting uh, uh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but it became lunacy. The best, the best counter argument I had, well, the best argument someone said was, oh, why bother? People are still going to be able yeah. to torrent. Mm. And I said, well, why take one drug dealer off the street? There's still 10 others. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, because mm. it gets yeah. a drug dealer off the street. It stops people from torrenting. Mm. And the other counter argument a lot of people had they were getting really up um, VPNs, as I said, mm. but you're also uh, going, oh, well, uh, there's this one movie I found in Japan that I'm not able to, to watch anymore. If you block my torrenting website, mm. I can't download that obscure movie from Japan. Yeah. So I actually reached out. There's one movie called this is the best yeah. oh, no, Returner from journalism. 2002. This guy goes, I can't watch Returner. And I said, right, oh, it's that Japanese sci-fi film. Yeah, it's that one. I can't watch it. An indie. An indie Japanese sci-fi action film yeah. from 2002. So I called the distributor in Japan <laughs> who didn't speak English. So I called the distributor in the US who, who were the, the US branch of the Japanese company. And they said, we don't discuss distribution. And so I said, do you have anywhere you have a list of anywhere it can be watched, download anything? No, no, we've got nothing. And we don't talk about it either. Okay, no worries. So I can't watch the movie. No. No, that's it. So I got, we got right pretty... back on Facebook and said, mate, if, you, if I can't get the distributor to give me a copy of the movie, no guess luck. what? You're not getting it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And if that's your counter-argument to these proposed laws, screw your head on. Mm. Mm. Wow. There we go. Well, I This is the first well, time I've mean, had to fight people on Facebook. You can't disagree with him, can you? No. You the know. point is, people are up in arms about mm. something utterly ridiculous. Like, mm. take a chill pill, folks. Mm. It, these laws, see, people think that government laws are a waste of time mm. when, they're, when they don't solve the entire problem. Mm. But, you know, people still speed on the roads, mm-hmm. but we try and catch a few people now and then. Exactly. It's that same argument, yeah. right? If we just stopped trying to catch people, we'd end up with the American system of just speeding and, <laughs> and a roll. higher road toll. Mm-hmm. They've got mm-hmm. a higher road toll. Mm-hmm. So if it stops a few people from torrenting, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, that for me, that's great because it gives the opportunity for the legal distributors of content to perhaps push themselves up the search results and, and obtain that business, if it's available. And that's exactly what it is. And, it, and it all, the law also gives them the ability to lodge complaints in court. They can, mm. and, and anyone, it, it used to be copyright holders exclusively. Mm. Now artists, anyone along the distribution chain can lodge a complaint to the court and get a search result taken out. It's a fantastic system, mm. but my God, the narc just went hard. Yeah. Well, if you want to narc at John about it, just jump on the Facebook page and narc yeah. at it. I will I'll, blast it. I'll blast you back. Yeah. Wow. Do it. Go, go for Twitter. If you put your head up, mate, you're going to get shot. It's good. That's what we do here. That's what we do. <laughs> just kick people Just create head. drama. 
Yeah. There's, no, there's no drama with having a bit of a Barney. Exactly. Good old-fashioned Barney. It's called engagement. Engagement <laughs> and content. Like man-sized tissues. I feel like this was also in the WhatsApp thread that I, I didn't really pay much attention. I was just trying to chime in as I could while mm. I was away. But mm. was there also a conversation about not being able to say the term, hey, guys, yeah. in the morning? Yeah, yeah I heard that one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guys. Was, hey that guys. A, was that a Jeff Ross one? I think it was. But where mm. was it sourced from? It was an office place somewhere where someone had put on a blue and said, drop off, call, saying, hey, hey, guys, you know, because it's just inappropriate. You know, How's it inappropriate? Because you should, it's a, hey, people. Guys are blokes. Are they? Apparently. Are guys blokes? I, my, the, I've used the term 150,000 times to say, to greet a woman or women. Hey, just guys. Just a group of people. Just a group a of... A group of people. Hey, guys. Wow, how offensive. Guy, is it a, sort of an American term? Guys? I just... No, that's oh, everywhere. No. That's everywhere. That's pretty much worldwide. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I could work for an organisation that makes such a decision. Mm. If, you, if you don't have the balls mm. to say to your employee, listen... Just ignore him, okay? He's just going to keep saying it's a thing we say in the world. It's why are we changing the world so much? Well, I'm, I'm not even... As, at a base level, I'm not anti that. I mean, look, if it, if it, for whatever reason it's making someone obscenely uncomfortable, mm. okay, yeah, I, then, I, then I, make the change. I know. But, I, I, need, I need someone to explain the uncomfortability. How right, does that I'll, make you uncomfortable? I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. Right. I'm the, I'm the one girl on our team of two blokes, three blokes. And you come wow, in here and escalated quickly. <laughs> really weird. Uh, you come in here and say, "Say hey, guys." And I'm, I'm, I'm a strong, confident, independent woman, and I am not a guy. Don't call me a guy. Say hey, team. Why can't you say hey, team, Trevor? Hey, babe. Yeah. Oh, see, hey, now that, that was <laughs> sexual harassment. I'm going to HR right now. No, just, but, 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 okay. Just in the, in order to play devil's advocate, <laughs> why, why can't you say hey, team? Or why can't you say hey, people? Or good morning, all. The article first appeared on a website called ABC Life. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> like, and, and people which... should start using alternatives such as everyone, team, or peeps. If someone ever walks into me and says, hey, peeps, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I'm I will just, just out, I'll yeah. go bush. I'll, I'll just leave the city. <laughs> hey, peeps. Look, what I don't about this, though? Wankers. Dictionary.com. Mm. Uh, it's a noun. Guy. I'm just going to make guy. Mm-hmm. Informal. Man or boy. Fellow. Right? Uh but also, usually, guys, informal, persons of either sex, people. Like, that's the yeah, that's fucking the dictionary.com. Yeah. I know it's not the have... Oxford Dictionary here, but that's a dictionary.com definition. Mm. I don't have one of you guys help me with this? Oh, it's just... It's uh, bullshit. Wow. An ABC Life ran a Twitter poll, and the results came in. No said 34% in terms of, is it offensive? Yes said 23%. Poor imbeciles. 30% they don't mind. And 13% said they haven't even thought about it. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. Who has? I, look, I haven't got a counter argument to it. Just trying to play the other side, but it's it's a bit absurd, a bit not stupid. So other alternatives include everyone, peeps, team, folks, gang, you, you all, and fam. Hey, hey fam. F- hey, folks. Hey, folks. See, I I regularly use Dream Team because it's, Dream it's positive. Team. It's promoting a little bit of success. Yeah, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Do you do your actual place of employment <laughs> every single day, okay. every morning. About five fifty nine, walk through the in. door. Hey, dreams. Morning, dream team. <laughs> Feel that's, like, today. that's how I start the day. But in saying that, we've got a lot of women on the team. So we're not the you dream know, team. Yeah, yeah. Done that so, but what he's actually saying is, we're not the dream team. No, I've never said it walking in this office. Why? No. Just, so what are we? 
Because we, we come from a different culture, me and you, Trev. I mean, when we walk into a room in the past, we just walk in and literally say, hey, and I can't even say the word because it starts with C. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you pack it. Why are we working so many days in a row? <laughs> Very negative the way we used to talk. <laughs> we, I don't know if that had any Sometimes we wouldn't even get a hello. Nothing. For years. For years. <laughs> Play a sting. Okay. Go. This is the EFTM podcast. Okay, so the other conversation that got some traction this week uh, that I noticed was the, the conversation about silent cars. Mm. This got traction both in our WhatsApp group but also on Facebook because you wrote an article about uh, something about Vision Australia. Yes. And their call for silent cars, as in electric cars, mm. to actually have a noise. Yeah. What? And, well, look, to be honest, and I, I did regurgitate the article. I mean, th- they pumped out a story, which I thought was important because earlier in the week I did write a story about the Jaguar I-Pace and a particular noise that it's going to produce. And it's a very, very particular type of noise because originally some of the sounds they were using were making blind people look up or to the oh, left, right. to the right. Well, so it, it needs to be all immersive, basically, and can't have a you know a sort of a, the Jetsons effect, like they're about to land on your head. Um, so there is a worldwide standard which will come into um, place next year, I think 2019, in Europe. And all the Vision Australia was suggesting is that that same standard starts creeping into some of our electric vehicles here. Because let me tell you, I've owned a Toyota Camry hybrid since 2010. It can be an issue in car parks. And it's not that you're not paying attention. It's people who are vision affected, people who are simply just on their phones that don't even necessarily have to have any disability can walk straight in front of you at low speed, but you can still hurt someone at low speed. So you played Devil Advocate earlier. Mm. I'll play Jeff Cotramani. I can just beep them. Why, Why does the car need to make a noise? Well, well, that's true. But really, I mean, in the future when everyone's got an electric car, you're not going to want... Beeping. You're not going to want a lot of beeping in car parks. Who beeps in car parks anyway? Assholes. It's got to make... The car has to make more than just the wheels rolling on the ground that you don't really hear over uh, under 20 k's an hour. Like, you just don't hear anything, really. You just can't have people tooting their horns left, right and centre. They have to emit a noise. It's a vehicle... These are genuine problems for the future, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I think they're interesting. I think Vision Australia's... I mean, we're talking about blind people. Like, but even if you're not talking about blind people, how many people are walking through Sydney CBD on their phone? Yeah, they're fine. But, but just dead set, head straight down, you know, couldn't see a thing. I'm I'm such an asshole. but whenever I walk, like even at Disneyland, if I walk past someone who's clearly like on a straight line, mm, right, and I'm walking towards don't. them, and like, I move, mm. but if they don't look up... Yeah. As I walk past, I say, any chance of looking, or I'll say, look up, or something. Mm. I'll, I'll say something yeah. just like that to mm. make them... Like, people need to be told every yeah. now and then to be part of society. You're afraid you're going to say it to the wrong person. Couldn't give a there. shit. In America, a little bit. Trev, you're not a fighter. <laughs> you're not a fighter in America, mate. a little bit. You get what the you shit speed out of Wow, that was harsh, mate. Cop that. Look, you tap the wrong person on the shoulder and just go... Put your head up, mate. They're going to turn around and put your head on the floor. Can I tell you right now? I can take you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, do you know how I know that? Yeah. Like, just aim for your face and you'd run. Because you'd want, you'd, oh, my pretty face. It's my biggest asset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. You would not want any potential drama. But I'm not out there causing drama like you are. And that's why you don't want to be hit by an electric car. You need them to make noise. It's called the Acoustic Vehicle Alerting System, AVAS, which will be worldwide next year as well, a standard. The one on that Jaguar sounded real nice. Yeah, it did. It, and was... it even makes a different noise when it's reversing too. It's more of a pulsing sort of sound when it reverses out of a spot. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, I didn't expect to be just completely uh, lambasted on um, various forms of social media. <laughs> like, I just, it just didn't actually make sense to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I've driven a lot of electric cars. They don't make a noise. Yeah. You know, so what, what's the problem? 
Oh, no. Here's what the thing. is the problem? Here's the thing. I think there's too many narcs in the world. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. These things... Just, like, if this is a problem that needs solving. Yeah. Hey, guys, mm. and man-sized tissues, not a problem that needs solving. Yeah, absolutely. Full stop. That's right. This is an important one. Let's get this one right. Because electric cars are coming. Mate, there's still a lot of sceptics out there who are like, oh, it's never going to happen. It's like 25 years away. You know, we can't sort our charging system, coal fire, power plants. Where's the power going to come from? Let me tell you, electric vehicles are coming. They're here. Jaguar's just sent up a new um, uh, new uh, centre in is it Alexandria or Mascot. Mm. Mate, they've got EV chargers everywhere, ready for the new um, iPace to come out. It's happening. It's happening slowly, incrementally here in this country. Mm. But as you saw in the US, mate, mate Telstra superchargers, Tesla, Tesla superchargers oh, mate, are prolific. Supercharger at uh, Baker, Barker. Like dozens of them. 40. The kids 40. counted. Four rows of 10. Yeah. 40 superchargers. Wow. Now, here's the other thing. Mm. My kids... Played spot the Tesla the mm. whole journey, right? Mm. Over the 16 days, yeah. let's just call it 1,700 kilometres, mm. um, 82 Teslas they spotted. Mm. Now, we didn't spot any other cars, so no. I can't give you a comparison. But also, let me tell you, mm. 30% of those, possibly 40, mm. were, were Model 3s. Yeah, well, there like, you go. Mm. That car... <clears throat> what do you think about the new price for Australia? Has changed. What, what do you mean price? Aren't they saying the Australian version will cost 77000 where they say what? that? Really? There's been a news recently. You know, I actually emailed you during the week with a bit of news about what was happening over there. Yes. And now news has come out here that it's going to be priced from 77000 True story. Google it. That's Wait, pretty nice. Can you just grab that black shirt? <laughs> John, in that box over there, there's a yeah. black shirt. Just grab that black shirt, mate. These assholes are feeding and trolling me. They've sent me a Tesla Model 3 shirt. Oh, really? I'm like, A, how would I ever fit into that? Oh, B, come on, you can fit that. No, mate. And B, that's just, I mean, you're just trolling now. Yeah. It's on the way. It's on the way. I mean, I paid my deposit based two on a sixty years grand ago. sort of car. What? Base, you'd be happy with sixty thousand, wouldn't I, you? I, I'm I'm working on the assumption the base model will be fifty eight, mm. and that I'd probably go to sixty five with you know, a couple options or something. Mm. Anyway, I think you'll be disappointed. Oh. I'll tell you what. After watching that interview we did with uh, that Rogan, I'm very disappointed in Elon. He's cuckoo. Have you not? He's he's, a, he's, he's like, concerning. He's if like, you watch that interview, is he real? It's terrifying the way he the I way know. he talks and the way his mind like, works. I was genuinely terrified watching. I that. was like very interested too. Mm. Like he's a real intellect, obviously, but there's a fine line, isn't there? For everyone it's playing a fine at line home, between genius and absolute nut job. And he's definitely a nut job. For those playing at home, this is the Joe Rogan experience. Mm. He's a podcaster out of the US. Yeah, interviewed Elon Musk. He's like big a as two... us. <coughs> Just. He's uh, got a better man cave. Podcasts yeah. go for about two and a half hours, and oh, and oh this Lord. chat with Elon was terrifying. Mm. Elon seems like a cool guy, Mate, but just an absolute it. lunatic. Yeah. And it got progressively worse. They were drinking whiskey and he got on a bit of pot and stuff. So mm. Anyway, things went downhill. His stock price dropped dramatically. Yeah, he's no longer the CEO He's no longer the, the CEO, all because of the one podcast. Mm. Mm, not directly. The uh, CEO company not. thing was based on him tweeting that he's going to go take the co- yeah. company private again. Right. But he's saying mid-2019, it should arrive on our shore. Just don't think you'll be happy with the price. Sorry about that. Well, that's not official. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, so, good Tre- times Trevor will pay it. Hey, he's he's waited too long. They'll send him a shirt. He'll pay it. No, I'll buy a Nissan Leaf before that. If that's 77, I'll save up for a Jag. Mate, I... Oh, okay. Just yeah. get a Toyota Corolla hybrid. Oh, God. I don't want a Corolla. Yeah, I know. I'm not an 88-year-old woman. <laughs> it's the world's number one selling car full stop. For 88-year-old women. 50 million of them. Yeah, to 88-year-old women. Over five women. generations. <laughs> Mate, sometimes you got to look outside the box. You live in an 80-year-old woman's house. There it is. <laughs> I bet you someone died before you moved in here. 
It's from a previous generation. It's no. built in the sixties. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so get a Corolla. It's built in the eighties. You'll 80s. fit in. <laughs> You'll fit in. Eighties, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a seventies. Might be seventies actually. Sorry. Lovely house. Like I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, I'll play another one of these. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Cotramani. Just finally, because I've got to go and pick up the kids. I mean, it's, <laughs> they're just waiting for us at school. The priorities. Um, John, can you describe to our listeners who we've already freaked out with uh, Elon Musk and the world of PC, the uh, Boston Dynamics robots? Because they're they're Jesus. awesome. Look, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you, you guys say awesome, but mm. as an IT nerd mm. and student and the like, the Boston Dynamics robots are a range of humanoid robots, as in they look like humans at least at a structural level, mm. and. Boston Dynamics is trying to get them as human-like as possible. Yep. So they got these things. They've had them for a, a few years now, running, uh, walking, and they're getting them to navigate their environment. And to, to be clear, you're right. They they are more human-like than any other. We see robots. Yes. These things, it's like they have all the same number of, I guess, muscles. Yep. As a human. They're working the, the on movements that, yeah. are amazing. The, the kind of mm. skeletal mm. is the same as us. Anyway, so they, they're working on getting these things to navigate their environment. So they want they want them to be able to look at a certain area and move around that any way they need. And an update they've just added to the Atlas robot, which is the most human-like they have, mm. is that it can now do parkour. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if you guys know what parkour <laughs> is. It's the that art form of jumping, jumping from, from thing from to thing level or climbing to level, quickly. Box to box. It's essentially the discipline of getting from point mm. A to point B really We were big quickly. at it a couple of years ago. Yeah, 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 no, yeah exactly. Uh, anyway, so look, this, this thing can jump, and it can jump quickly and terrifyingly high, the video was released the other week, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. I, Trev, I watched it. Trev sent it to me, and I almost pissed myself watching it. I went white in the face, and the missus said, what's wrong with you? I said, look at this thing. It's flipping terrifying. And it is. It it scared me at a conceptual level of, if this thing was trying to chase me, and I was trying to run, mm. I've got no chance. Mm. From a kilometer away, I've got no chance. It's no. faster than I am. Yeah. It can jump higher than I can. And I'm sh- I can bet that it's a lot stronger than I am, too. Elon was talking about that in that podcast, wasn't he? He talked about the development of AI yeah, and how it will surpass, surpass us and at what point we should be concerned. It's just going to become an extension of us and, and, and how enhanced you want to be as a person. Well, this super genius billionaire yeah, yeah, said that yeah. he's just given up. Yeah. It's going to happen at one point. Yeah. And just, just called it. Just cop it. Yeah. Yep, it's going to happen. But that is a terrifying yeah. thought yeah. to a lot of people. So and your, your, your fear is both the physical robot and its potential intelligence? I'm less afraid of the intelligence because I know that's still a long while mm. off as far as it making its own decisions. Yeah. I'm afraid of it at a physical level. Being if used someone, as a weapon. Being used as a yeah. weapon. If someone owns one of these yeah. or if these things are in warfare, mm. I'm terrified yeah. because but, they are just they are just so quick and mm. so strong. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that the whole... I mean, it's a weird thing to think about because we don't really have war the same, same way they used to. But, you know, sending a thousand of these into... Uh, you know, a war zone mm. to simply yeah. scope the joint out, let alone mm. actually fight a battle. Like you could, we fly drones over things, right? So let's send a thousand of the or a hundred of these, you know, mm. Boston Dynamics style walking robots mm. who can just run through a town and, you know, be yeah. scanning continuously yep. with infrared sensors and basically determine exactly what's in the town before either an airstrike mm. happens or a ground. I don't know. From a military perspective, they're fascinating. So yeah. I, I rounded out the article by saying, I'm terrified, mm. understandably, as a lot of people will be. But you have 
have to consider the good that these things can do. Mm. Take, oh, okay. Take, take me through Take it. your house. Parkour records. What is that what you're talking about? <laughs> your house is burning down. Oh, mm. is it? And there's a team of firefighters that need to get in there and save yeah. the kids. Mm. Well, these firefighters are risking their lives to get in there. If you can yeah. send in a humanoid mm. robot yeah. to do it, not only will we be able to get through the environment quicker, faster, there's mm. no risk to themselves, and you can, you're literally saving lives. Mm. Cars go off a bridge, mm. and someone, a team has to dive down and save some yeah. people. Why would you not want to send down a robot that could swim further than you can, faster than you can, and can do a job better than you can anyway? Mm. Now, that, that scene is ripped out of the movie iRobot with Will Smith. <laughs> cars, cars go into the lake. Robots go into the lake. I thought it was too vivid. It's a practical use. I think your imagination was that good. But, um, <laughs> you know, another thing Elon said, and I wish, I mean, he's mad, but he does say some interesting things. How smart have these things made us and are holding a phone in terms of artificial intelligence. We now have the answers to the world in the palm of our hands. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, it's becoming an incremental thing, obviously, over time. But like you know, 15 years ago, having access to this sort of technology was just unheard of. Well, just mate, just to remember AI. our early days as, as a producer in yeah, the radio yeah. station, to find an answer, to find a phone number, to find mm. a... Yellow anything. pages. You had to go through we'll so many processes. Down but today, you can just go, you can just type two mm. words and the word wiki, and it takes you to Wikipedia's entry yeah. on that thing, and you mm. can learn about it straight yeah. away. Mm. I mean, the so, answers are there. Elon's yeah. point with this was that he said one day we'll be able to connect to the internet yeah. and technology mm. through our brains to the point where yeah. you will just know information as opposed to having to look it up. Yeah. If I need to know Trevor, Trevor Long's number, I'll just know Trevor Long's number. What was I, it called? Neuromind or something? Uh, he was going, he's working he'd on. named it something, yeah, yeah. Uh, a project a that, that he wants to do. Yeah. But that someone will do eventually. The, the knowledge we have in our phones. Focus. He really needs to focus on something. Yeah, I know. Like panel gaps in the everything. Tesla Model 3. Just do that. Oh, talk, look at you. What about when he spoke about the um, the flamethrowers? He said, mate, I told everyone not to buy. <laughs> but like when you make 50,000 of them, people buy. I'm going to sell them to you. He goes, and they weren't really flamethrowers anyway, technically. Oh, He's yeah. A- what, mate, that is... I can't believe that's allowed. <laughs> I know. But it's why just, wouldn't it be? Why shouldn't it be? Yeah. Because you shouldn't be able to sell sell uh, what they call it's it's a roofing torch, yeah, yeah. Um, which is not really an Australian mm. thing, but a roofing torch in the body of a gun yeah. that oh, can be lunacy. souped up and fired directly at people. See, yeah. the roofing torch, no one's ever thought of as a weapon before, but it can but now still be used as one. Mm. Yeah, but mm. uh, mate, you can't for him, to it a nail gun. for him to yeah. encourage it in that way is just yeah. absolute well, he's lunacy. A, he's a bit loose, but he's not. Uh, I'm, I'm not debating the fact he's a lunatic mm. but you can't blame him if someone goes and decides to kill yeah you can but you could easily do it with a roofing torch <laughs> exactly. which you wouldn't have thought of if someone hadn't have made a thing oh, right. called or, a flame or, or an axe Talk it oh, or here's another one a gun <laughs> <laughs> if I would have set you on fire Trev and I haven't got an Elon Musk <laughs> so you're cool with him selling flame for us yeah, yeah no what I'll make, awesome. make his meat made a meal good luck to him <laughs> Maybe I mean, you sell all the Mate, hats as well. He's the, you know, this is, this is you know, the boring. Hang on, the boring company, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is t- boring. we're building a tunnel. We have got tunnels everywhere here. Yeah, no. Does he not know they exist around the world already? <laughs> no, but it's dangerous. Mate, we're doing, getting rid of Pendle Hills Road here. It's assumed to be dangerous in LA because of the earthquake risk, but apparently it's safe because it moves along like a worm in an earthquake. That's how like he explained it. I just watched the whole thing. It. I was just going, "This is so good. Good on you, Elon. You're He's making a- cars intense, and you're talking about this sort of shit." Good stuff. Trev's, Trev's so anti. Look at you. You're one of the, you're one of the Twitter narcs. <laughs> you're one of the narcs. I want my fucking car. Yeah, anyway. That's some man-sized tissues. Oh, good stuff. All right, goodbye. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is CS. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Is that you, John Boy? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to love that when we get there, mate.
Why are you off microphone all of a sudden? I don't know why I'm suddenly not. You keep turning me down when you turn that oh, down. Okay. So I, I don't like this system. Get rid of it. Most of the podcast, I don't think people can hear me. No, they can. <laughs> <laughs> they can. I have to turn you down sometimes because you're loud aggressively. All right. You're taking oh. the Google Home Hub home because it's a rubbish system that can't work with the Google Apps account, which I have. I don't know what that means. But... Trevor, stop complaining. <laughs> well, mate, I pay Google mm-hmm. like a couple of hundred bucks a year to be invested fully in their cloud, their email, their everything. Mm. And I turn that Google Home Hub on and I say, oh, show me photos from Disneyland. It goes, I can't access your photos. Sorry. Mm. Well, because your account... Because I'm using right. a Google... G Suite account. So what's it going to do for me? You've got a Gmail account. You've got uh, your C Bowen thingy, okay, whatever right. it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Anyway, and you're going to try the Galaxy. I've got a Galaxy. Yeah, you got the Watch. They give you a Telstra SIM card. So they sent me a S9 Plus and a Telstra SIM card yeah, just to review this okay, watch. Good, good. Yeah, that, good. That is lengthy. You're sorted for one review. That's lengthy. Yeah. What do you mean lengthy? I could use a different SIM card and a different phone just to try a watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a three month process. Excuse me? <laughs> That's how long the lab was oh, for. Good luck, mate. Right, well. <laughs> Enjoy. It's a beautiful watch. It is a beautiful, beautiful watch. watch. All right, we'll be back again in a little while because I'm going to New York next week, so oh, we'll do it on Friday night. Oh, bye-bye You're for now. See you, Trev. We might do you remotely. I don't know. We should all do a remote hookup somewhere. No. Okay.